Welcome, 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 and welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen, and we're rolling strong. I believe this is episode, what, 43 or 44? One of them two. Uh, and I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, this is the Unpopular Podcast, and the big news of the week was the Russell Wilson contract. Uh, it happened, I believe, Monday uh, last week, and Russell Wilson of course the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks pretty much went into he he pretty much set his own negotiation I'm all for players getting what you deserve I'm all for players getting as much money as possible you know that's 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 what I want I mean that's that's what I, I believe if you're a player especially in football risking your body for wins and for an organization I feel they should pay you as much as they should pay you and Russell Wilson exceeded his previous now contract. Russell Wilson was one of the lowest paid quarterbacks in the league. Hell, Alex Smith was making more than him. And I'm a, I'm a Redskins fan, but Alex Smith is nowhere close to Russell Wilson. Alex Smith was making more than him. Uh, Kirk Cousins was making more than him. Nick Foles was making more than him. So Russell Wilson was looking at the landscape and he said, you know what? Nah, man, I can't do this no more. The The organization, I'm not going to say turns on him, but the organization doesn't put him in position to win due to financial constraints. They could have paid Marshawn Lynch. They didn't. They could have paid Russell. I mean, uh, they could have paid Earl Thomas. They didn't. They could have paid Richard Sherman. They didn't. They could have paid Jimmy Graham. They didn't. And if you look at those players and look at the Seahawks' success, every time the Seahawks succeed, it's never Russell Wilson's doing. Whether it was a Legion of Boom, whether it was, oh, their running game is the best because, you know, they're succeeding because of Marshawn Lynch. Or it's because Pete Carroll has this revolutionary way of coaching. It's never, it was never Russell Wilson until the last few years when we realized the Seahawks probably have the worst free, the worst offensive line probably of all time if you want to also put throw in the Houston Texans but the the offensive line was terrible like I said they keep they keep taking weapons away from hell I put money unless you're a Seahawks fan you can't name me the wide receiver core I'll wait except for Doug Baldwin I'll wait I put money you can't name me the starting running back I'll wait I put money you can't name me the starting tight end. Hell, I put money you can't name me five current defensive players on that team right now. Five. You see, when Russell Wilson looked at the landscape, he realized, yo, you guys aren't doing... You guys are doing the the organization is doing what's best for the organization. They're not doing what's best for for winning. They're not doing what's best for me. 
I'm one of the best. He's he's to me top five quarterbacks in the league. And the fact that year after year he he leads he he's up at the top in rushing yards because he doesn't have time to 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 make any plays because his offensive line is terrible. That's no. In the one year he wasn't up there in rushing yards, he led the league in touchdown passes. Russell Wilson went to management and said, no, you know what? You have until, I believe it was, I believe it was April 18th or something. You have until then midnight to make me a deal or I'm not signing the player extension. I'm not signing it. And if you franchise tag me, I'm not playing. He put the sand, he put the line in the sand, line in the road. And he stood by it. Then you heard reports, because I knew it was coming. You heard reports, Seahawks might trade Russell Wilson. Seahawks don't think that Russell Wilson's in their future. Seahawks looking for other options outside of Russell Wilson. Because as you know, the organization is going to do what's best for the organization. Even though, if you look... And I said this in the last podcast or the podcast before, I believe the the <laughs> why would you want to lose the best quarterback you've had in your entire team's history? And it's not like he's he's not slowing down either. He's not digress. He's not digress like digress. He's not digressing. He's not doing anything decreasing. He's not decreasing. He's not doing anything. Except ascending. Russell Wilson, maybe because he's not the flashiest person, he doesn't play for the flashiest team. But Russell Wilson is a top five quarterback, arguably top three quarterback in the league. So like I said, he put a sand he put a he 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 made his demands, and at the eleventh hour, <laughs> the Seahawks said, All right. We cave. We cave. So what did they do? They gave Russell Wilson a four-year, $140 million extension, making him the highest-paid quarterback in the league. Also, $107 million guaranteed, which is the most guaranteed money in NFL history. You see, when you make a demand, you better be ready for whatever you get. And that's both ways. The person that's making demands and the and the, the person that the demands are being made to. Seahawks realized, because you realize it came, it came like late. In fact, I think the deadline passed. I think it probably the, the, the deal probably came in like 1220 because the deadline was 12, 12 a.m. You see, when you, when you have something good, you better do whatever. That's that's in sports. That's in relationships. That's in anything. When you got something good, you better keep it. Think about what the Seahawks would be today without Russell Wilson. Just think about it. Think about what the Seahawks would be if they had the offensive line that they have. The running core, uh, the running back core that they have, the wide receivers core that they have, and the defensive core that they have, with no Russell Wilson. 
Like, replace Russell Wilson for, let's say, Kirk Cousins. Replace Russell Wilson for Matthew Stafford. Dare I say, replace Russell Wilson for Matt Ryan, who I believe is the third highest played quarterback in the league. I can promise you, the Seahawks not only aren't making the playoffs, they're damn near one of the worst teams in the league. That shows you just how good Russell Wilson is. Do I believe Russell Wilson deserved to be the highest paid quarterback in the league? I don't know. I don't know. I I know Jalen Rose said this. But I don't know if it's an original or not. But Jalen Rose said. Life is not about what you deserve. It's about what you can negotiate. Russell Wilson negotiated four years, a hundred and forty million dollar extension with a sixty five million dollar signing bonus. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Is he better than Aaron Rodgers? No. Is he better than Tom Brady? No. Is he better than Andrew Luck? Maybe. Andrew Luck went healthy. Is he better than Patrick Mahomes? I don't think so. Right now, at least. Well, of course, we need to see another year of Patrick. But do I believe Russell Wilson is worth four years, $140 million to the Seahawks? Most definitely. Most definitely. I would have most definitely. Because like I said, Look at the Seahawks without him. What would they be without him? So shouts out to Russell Wilson. Go get your money, my G. Actually, you got your money, my G. Don't go out there and hoop on the football field. <laughs> Speaking of hoop, let's talk about the playoffs. The The, the playoffs have shown itself. A lot this week. We have a lot of different storylines, man. From the the playoff ratings being down thirty percent. What did you expect? And this is this is what I hate about some quote unquote NBA fans. Yes, I understand that LeBron James is a is a, an attraction. I get LeBron James is great. To me, he's not he's not the best player in the world anymore, but I get who LeBron James is. I get the 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 LeBron James name alone holds weight. LeBron James is top 2 to me player of all time. I get that. But as a basketball fan, to see that the ratings are down 30% shows me that there aren't a lot of basketball fans watching the NBA. Because if you're a basketball fan, there's so much that you can take out of these playoffs. Hell, even in the first round, we'll talk about some. Hell, we're, we're going to talk about Dame versus Russ. 
We're going to talk about will Golden State three-peat. We'll talk about will the Rockets beat or finally conquer the Golden State Warriors. We'll talk about do the Bucks have what it takes to make it all the way to the finals. We'll talk about do the Celtics have what it takes to finally come together after a terrible, well, not terrible, after a rocky year to live up to expectations. We'll talk about do the Sixers finally have what it takes to make it to the conference finals at least. You see, there's so many storylines to talk about. Yet, because LeBron James is not in the playoffs, 30%, the ratings are down 30%. LeBron James has been to the finals, what, three, nine years in a row? And only has three championships. I'm not taking away from the greatness, but what I'm saying is, LeBron James, yeah, he might make it to the finals. Don't mean he he winning it all that much. That's damn near 30%. In fact, that's a little over 30%. Uh, Again, people don't, uh, clearly, people don't watch the NBA when LeBron James ain't playing. People don't watch the NFL of the Patriots ain't playing or the Cowboys ain't playing. People don't watch baseball. The Yankees ain't playing. People don't watch the football. Tom Brady's not playing. But that really, it shows you that we're really losing the pure, to me, the definition of a sports fan or a quote unquote, whatever sports you like fan. Because if you're an NBA fan, there should be no reason why you don't watch the the playoffs because Braun's not in it. Because quiet as it's kept, Braun wouldn't have even won if he was in the playoffs this year. Shit, the the, the Lakers probably would have got swept the first round. Okay, I'm not going to say swept. Maybe, maybe a gentleman sweep. Like the finals was two years ago. You think this team with Lonzo Ball... Healthy Lonzo Ball, healthy Brandon Ingram, healthy Kyle Kuzma. Would have made it far in the playoffs? I think they could have made it, of course. But how far do you think they're really getting? Shit, let's look at the let's look at the teams. They were the fourth seed at, on, at Christmas, right? If they would have won in today, they would be playing Utah. I think they could beat Utah. As a fourth seed. That means. They would have messed around. And had to go against the Warriors. Second round. Yeah nah. That's a sweep. Gentleman sweep at least. At the most. Let's say they, they go up to the third seed. Right. Third seed. That means they'd be playing. The Spurs right now. They can, they'll, they'll beat the Spurs. They'll beat the Spurs. But then you mess around next round and you play who? Houston? Mm, yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> or you'll be playing Denver. That's a wrap too. 
or you be playing Portland. That's a wrap. And if the Thunder get their act together, you might be playing the Thunder too. That's a wrap. See, what I'm saying is, yes, I understand that people want to watch LeBron, and I understand that LeBron is an attraction, but you can't tell me that you're a, you're a true NBA fan or a true sports fan if one player or one team isn't in it. Shit, my team ain't in it. I'm a Wizards fan through and through. I would love to see the Wizards in it. That doesn't mean, but I'm an NBA fan. I'm watching it. I'm not condemning nobody. I understand that people love LeBron. I understand LeBron's an attraction, like I said, three times now. But miss me with that, oh, the NBA ain't the same when LeBron James ain't playing bullshit. Look, the NBA is the NBA. Right now, I'm I, last night I watched Portland beat OKC. LeBron wasn't in it, and it was still a great game. So, <laughs> it really shows you just the type of people that we were dealing with when we're talking about quote-unquote fans. There's a lot more LeBron fans than NBA fans. I get that. I get that. LeBron James is a global face. I get it. But maybe when they start doing those polls, maybe we should understand or, or or getting those ratings. Maybe we should understand who we're really targeting. Are you targeting the NBA fan or are you targeting the Braun fan? Just something to think about. But as we talk about the playoffs, like I said, there was a couple of couple of interesting things that have transpired first of all it it sucks man about demarcus cousins so demarcus cousins last year tore his acl he did a whole year of rehab we know what happens they weren't trying to pay him the max so he said bump that i'm gonna go to golden state while it was a little rocky coming out the gate. Well, uh, it was great coming out the gates, but it was a little rocky with the fit and everything. DeMarcus Cousins is still top five, to me, top two centers in the league when healthy. And he was he was hooping. He was, he was balling out of control, man. The problem is, he I don't know if he fit that much, but like a lot of people said, and, and and one thing that I understand is that he's a piece to it. He's a puzzle piece. He's a chess piece. Think about it. Golden State could have won. In, in, Golden State right now can win in a, in a multitude of ways. Shooting threes. Shooting mid-range. Getting to the hole. Cutting. Driving. Defense. Golden State has so many pieces that they can beat you with. DeMar one thing that they've never had is a dominant low post presence. And I remember saying, and, and people said this years ago, imagine if they had a center that could that could score in the paint. Just imagine how deadly they'd be. Enter in Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, DeMarcus Cousins isn't the greatest defender. 
Shit, neither is Curry. Yeah, DeMarcus Cousins isn't the greatest offensive player. But shit, neither is Draymond Green. Yeah, DeMarcus Cousins isn't the easiest personality to get along with. Shit, neither is Draymond Green or Kevin Durant. But you know what Draymond, I mean, DeMarcus Cousins is? A great player. And it sucks that the first game of the second game of the playoffs, he tears his quad, pretty much deeming him out for the entire playoffs. You know, it injuries suck. I, I've said this multiple times on my podcast. Injuries suck, and I don't want to see anybody go through injuries. And it it might be true, but it sucks to say that Golden State Golden State is not better. Let me let me say this: Golden State is not better with Demarcus Cousins not on the not not on the floor. Yes, they might be better defensively with him off, but Golden State isn't better without Demarcus Cousins. Let me say that they are not better. With DeMarcus Cousins out. They might be better with DeMarcus Cousins coming off the bench. But they're not better with DeMarcus Cousins out. He's still a former All-Star. Shit, he was supposed to start in the All-Star game last year. If it wasn't for injury. But one thing that... It sucks that... Golden State's probably going to go on a win. Maybe. Maybe. Because Houston's looking great. Even though James Harden did have that, what, 3-4-40 game uh, on Saturday. They still look great. But it just sucks, man, that you you come back, rehab a year, miss out. This this was his first playoffs, and you saw what happened. Of course, I don't think DeMarcus Cousins is finished and over with. I think he's going to come back better than ever. But it just sucks. It really sucks. It sucks for him. It sucks for Golden State. That is a blow. Whether big or small, it's a blow. And we'll see. We'll see if Golden State can win another championship without him. And we'll see what happens with DeMarcus Cousins. We're going to talk about it a little later for the unpopular top of the week. But we'll see what happens with DeMarcus Cousins during offseason for free agency. And speaking of free agency, one thing I have to say is don't look, don't don't try Kevin Durant, bro. <laughs> yes, I understand Kevin Durant was struggling the first two games, but ain't no way in heaven or hell. That Patrick Beverly can stop Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant just had two bad games. I think he was trying to be a facilitator, which while he can pass the ball, he's not a pass first player. So you score, Durant. Just keep scoring. And he showed the world when he said, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am? Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> we, t- 
We know who you are. Kevin Durant is, to me, top five greatest scorers of all time in climbing. Don't try him with no six-foot guard. And I know what you're probably saying. Remember when Chris Paul, they put Chris Paul on him? Kevin Durant was younger. He was also playing with a couple people. I'm not going to say no names. They weren't really willing to pass the ball as much as Golden State does. So, don't try Kevin Durant like that. Please. I said before, uh, wrestling Dame is exciting. Wrestling Dame, Russell Westbrook and Damian Lillard have had a long history of not liking each other. From little petty things that Russell Westbrook does to the fact that they pretty much play exactly alike. While Russell Westbrook, I mean, Damian Lillard isn't as explosive and athletic as Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard is still one of the most explosive and athletic players in the league. They both high energy players. They both decided, yo, we're not going to do the super team thing. We're going to go, you know. We're going to stay put. We're going to. I want to. I want. I want to take over the franchise, which Damian Lillard did with Portland, and of course Russell Westbrook did with OKC. But we've seen they don't like each other. There's been a lot of chippiness, a lot of it, and that makes OKC and Portland one of the best first round series happening right now. Just the tension between those two is great. One thing that I will, I guess, caution for Russell Westbrook and Golden and OKC is you want to be careful. We understand Russell Westbrook plays off emotion. Russell Westbrook is one of the most emotional players in the league that's ever played. But I do know this. Um... We saw this last year. You remember when Russell Westbrook was going at it with Ricky Rubio? Quote, I'm going to shut that shit down. But she did the next game, even though Russell Westbrook had probably one of the worst games he's ever had in the playoffs. And and OKC lost. OKC lost the first. OKC lost in the first round. The last two years. In fact, Russell Westbrook and OKC haven't been out the first round since Kevin Durant was there. I alluded to this last time. But, you know. Just be careful. You don't want to go overboard. You don't want to make it too much a personal vendetta to a point where you start isolating player uh, isolating your teammates and you start doing wild shit you know what I mean? <laughs> like you still got paul george yeah now paul george 
is a little hampered with injury, but Paul George is still tough. Let's not let's not play let's let's not act like Paul George right now isn't the best player on OKC. I'm just keep it a stack with you. I'm just I'm just being real. Another explosive uh another explosive matchup is the entire Nets team against the Sixers. Whether that's Jared Dud Dud what's his name? Jared Dudley? Jared Dudley going at Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid doing cheap shots with Jared Allen. A whole, I'm not going to call it a brawl because it wasn't a brawl. A a scuffle between Jared Dudley and Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler causing people to get ejections. Ben Simmons having a career high or playoff career high, like 31, I believe. That's an exciting series. Now, no, Brooklyn cannot match up with the Sixers, and we see, which is why the Sixers are up 3-1. That's another exciting series. You know, that's another series that I'm enjoying to watch. I enjoy watching. Because it, it, it just shows you playoff basketball is different, man. Playoff basketball really, really shows you who is who. Like I, I I'm a I'm a like I'm a proponent to the, 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 the NBA season is, is too long. I think the NBA season should be condensed i think it should be maybe shortened to maybe 62 games i don't know something like that i don't know how you work the logistics out but i think that the regular season is too short i mean too long hell we've we've heard all year that teams are waiting for the playoffs teams are waiting to show what they have going in the playoffs hell golden state didn't turn it on until the last week of the season And what we're seeing now, teams are at their best, you know, giving their best, and it's exciting to watch. Hell, that's how you, that's how you have the Clippers coming back, you know, down thirty-one. Golden State takes their foot off the gas, and the Clippers put theirs to the floor. Do I do I think that here are my predictions from the stuff that I just talked about? Golden State Clippers don't have another game in them. Golden State's winning next game. It's it's a wrap. Damian Lillard and Portland is going to beat Russell Westbrook. The Nets are done tomorrow, I believe. And the last th- team I'm gonna talk about before we move on to the NFL draft is the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics sweeped the Pacers. The Victor Oladipo list Pacers, by the way. But I don't think they should be too happy. About their performance of this series. 
When you look at all the teams in the playoffs and look at the talent, the Pacers, in my opinion, are top five worst teams in the playoffs. I mean, you got Orlando. To me, the worst team is Detroit. Clippers, because they don't—they're not good offensively like that. Outside of Lou Williams and Danilo Gallinari, if he's hooping, that's a scrappy team, but it's not really a good team. And these teams aren't really order, except for number one, the Detroit Pistons is the worst team in the league in the in the in the playoffs, hands down. But then you have the Pacers, who they have no star. Without Victor Oladipo, because like I said, he got hurt. He got injured. They're not good offensively. Because their best offensive player right now is Bogdanovich. The same Bogdanovich that was for the Wizards. Who they're calling card as being a scrappy team. Shouts out for scrap. Scrappy team will win you when you regular season games in the East. Being a scrappy team will have you lose by 10 instead of 30. Being a scrappy team will will have let you come back from 15 down to I don't know. 15 down to Memphis and and win because you're a scrappy team. Same thing as the Clippers. But Indiana's top five worst team in the playoffs this year. And Boston struggled every single game. Yes, they pulled out the end because you you have a superstar like Kyrie. And if you have Kyrie, I mean you're 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 in the right direction. You're you're making good. I mean he's still arguably one of the best players in the league. But outside, like they, they they don't they've they had too many defensive lapses. There was a lot of times when their offense outside of Kyrie was not hitting on any cylinders. We still don't know who the solid number two is because some nice is Jason Tatum, some nice is Al Horford, some nice is Gordon Hayward, some nice Jalen Brown tries to be. Terry Rozier really struggled. He he had a couple moments, but he really struggled this series. As well as Jalen Brown, he really struggled. As well as the bench. Now, think about it. If I was the Celtics, yeah, it's cool that we swept the Indiana Pacers. But there is nothing about this series except maybe Kyrie's play that makes me think. Bring on Milwaukee next round. Ain't no, from what I've seen, what I saw from the Celtics. Now, of course, I could be wrong. I'm just talking this. I mean, this is the unpopular podcast, and it's my podcast, so I'm just talking. But to me, there's no way in heaven or hell that the Boston Celtics, if the Boston Celtics plays the same way they played this round, next round against Milwaukee and Giannis, yeah, I don't see that that series going past uh, six games, honestly. And I'm being modest, I'm being very modest, 
Because I think even that series, Malcolm Brogdon might be coming back. That's another person that you can throw on Kyrie. Along with Eric Bledsoe. You can minimize Jason Tatum. And who and who on, you're going to have to put Al Horford, right? You're going to have to put Al Horford on Giannis Antetokounmpo. So like I said, <laughs> from what I've seen, just what what I what I've seen in this first round, Celtics to me have no shot. If they if they play the same way they played this round, they have no shot in beating the Bucks. No shot at all. Let's 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 get off basketball. I don't need to talk about all the other series. I don't need to talk about Denver. I don't need to talk about Autumn Series because, I mean, it's you don't really need to talk about them. Every podcast. Let's talk about the NFL Draft. I believe it's Thursday. Thursday? Yeah, I think it's Thursday. And I'm not going to talk about the whole draft. I'm not going to do no. I might do a draft breakdown next, next week on the pod, next Monday. Or might, I might do a... Draft reactions, I don't know. I'll think about it. But one thing I do want to talk about is Arizona and the team video. The team video came out. You know, the the, the NFL released a schedule and the team did a video. And Josh Rosen was left off the video. For people that don't know, Josh Rosen was is pretty much their starting quarterback right now. He was left off the video. And that would be no problem if you've come out and said we're trading him or we're moving in another direction. If you came out and said that and and dropped that video, you're cool. I have no problem with it. But the fact that you've been telling us that you still haven't made a decision and the fact that he's still on the team, which means he hasn't been traded, he hasn't been released, he hasn't been demoted or anything. You see, this is why I talk about you need to know your shit. You need to know what you're doing. Hell, we can we can throw in the um we can throw in the Raiders in this too. Cause the Raiders just did some stu the Raiders just sent their scouts home because they said they don't trust it they don't trust that they know what they're doing. When you have an organization, you know, I talked about this. I talked about this on a friend of mine's pod, right? You got to understand what you're doing when you're a bad team. Sometimes you're a bad team because you just struck out. You you got some, unfortunately, some bad play. Like some players didn't pan out who were supposed to pan out or you dealt with some injuries. Sometimes... You're a bad team because you messed around and gave bad people or good people bad contracts so you can't really work around it. But sometimes you're a bad team because you're just bad from the top down. Arizona, right? Let me tell you what you did with that video. Oh, and a report came out today saying that 
they're likely going to skip on Kyler Murray. Now, of course, that can be smoke and mirrors, but it's saying that they're more they're they're most likely not going to draft Kyler Murray with the number one pick. Which is what pretty much we've been thinking they were going to do for ever now. So let me tell you how this goes down now. Say you keep Josh Rosen. You have not given this man any confidence this entire offseason that you want to keep him. At all. Now I understand the professional thing is, oh, well, we keep you, so you're still here, so perform the best that you can i get that's the professional thing but we all understand and we've seen even with the lakers this year that that doesn't always work with young players so now you keep josh rosen now you have a disgruntled quarterback on a team that isn't that good to start with outside of larry fitzgerald and some defensive players you don't really have much oh dude david johnson who who had a tough year last year you don't really have much right so you got a disgruntled quarterback but say you don't want to keep him. say you're trying to trade him because you left him off the video now teams understand that you don't even want to keep them. You see, I don't understand why you wouldn't just drop a video with Josh Josh Rosen all over it so you keep his value high. You're asking for a first-round pick in a, in a trade. You're not getting that now because teams know you don't even want him. Because why would you keep a quarterback where you didn't even promote him in the team video? So now, oh, you thought you were about to get a first round pick? Now nah, we're gonna we're gonna bump that down to three. So you really must just lowered his value. So now you pretty much put yourself in a corner, saying either we have to draft a quarterback or there's a trade that we're gonna get, but. but what who's gonna give you value for value no one see this is why i say you have to know what you're doing some bad teams are just bad because bad people make bad decision and that was a bad decision the cardinals haven't been good really since kurt warner yeah they had a good Carson Palmer year, maybe one or two of them things, but that's it. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald's great, but that's it. That is it. And with the Raiders, you hired the scouts. So you're you're telling me that the scouts that you hired, you think they don't they don't know what they're doing? You hired them. <sighs> The Raiders, the best thing that they did this sum, this summer, right, was A.B. pretty much fell in their lap because A.B. pretty much wanted to go there. They signed a couple good defensive players, but we have to see how they pan out. Hell, they, they, <laughs> they got perfect. 
Let's see how long it's going to take for him to, to get suspended because it happens every year. We're going to see how long it takes before we start hearing A.B.'s unhappy because they're losing. The, the team's still not that good. <sighs> the NFL draft is important, man. The NFL draft, to me, is the most important draft in any for any sport. NBA draft, you have maybe one or two players in a draft that can immediately have an impact. One, two, maybe three. Baseball, no. Hockey, not really. But the NFL, the NFL is the most important draft in any sport. So you have to be smart and you have to know what the hell you're doing. And teams at the top. I don't mean top of the NBA. I mean usually at the top of the draft have shown a propensity to not know what they're doing. Look, <laughs> some do. You have you have rare cases like the Seahawks getting Russell Wilson. Who they passed on a couple times, actually. Or getting Jared Goff. Or Carson Wentz. All I'm saying, man. The NFL draft will could change your franchise. For the for better or for worse, your franchise can go from one of the laughing stocks of the league to to picking up a, a a Khalil Mack. Let's let's just a Khalil Mack or picking up a a Andrew Luck or something. From going from the laughing stock to uh, a playoff contender, but you have to have the right people making the decisions, having their hand on the trigger. Because if you don't, you're gonna mess around and get a Anthony Bennett, <laughs> and you see where that got the Cleveland Cavaliers. Hell, I put money today. You can't name me. Who the Cleveland Cavaliers started the last? They're starting five the last game. Arizona, Arizona put back themselves up in a corner. The Raiders are backing themselves up in a corner. The NFL draft is important, people. You just have to know how to maneuver maneuver through it. And we see what the great teams they do. Hell, the Cleveland's been bad forever, but look how they are now. They are loaded at almost every position because they understand, they understood how to work the draft. I thought it was crazy they got Denzel Ward, what, third or fourth last year? Denzel Ward is one of the best defensive players in the league. You still have Miles Garrett. Got Baker Mayfield, who I was on record of saying that might not have been the smartest choice picking him number one i look stupid now because he he looked great last year of course we have to continue to see how he pans out but he looked great yes the cleveland browns were losing but they knew how to work the draft and i guess we have to see now if 
Arizona does. Which they haven't really shown that they do recently. Or the Raiders at that point. Golly, man. Is there anything else I want to talk about before we get to the unpopular topic of the day? Shouts out to Mike Anderson. Former coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Now he is the coach of St. John's. African-American. I've been... I talked about this uh, in the All Black Everything episode of the podcast that we need more African-American representatives, whether that's at coaching or front office. We need more. I mean, from what I can think, we have Doc Rivers in the NBA. I'm going to speak on the NBA. We have Doc or let me speak on the black coaches I can think of right now. Black. We have Doc Rivers. Uh, J.B. Bickerstaff got fired. Uh, David Fisdale. We have uh, Mike Anderson. Avery Johnson got fired, or they part ways. Um, Mike Tomlin. You know, I'm not about to name them all. What I'm saying is the 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 black quarterback or black coaches picking is very slim, and I don't think that's right. You have a lot of quality uh, coaches. Or, or or coaching material, Monty Williams, Ty Lue, Juwan Howard, Mark Jackson, Avery Johnson, Jerry Stackhouse, Mike Brown. You see, there's a there's a lot of great coaches, African American coaches at that that just haven't got the shot, and and that's not that's terrible to me. That's crazy. That's 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 why. And, and and I really like what Stephen A. Smith said. That I really do think the NBA should enforce the Rooney Rule. For people that don't know what the Rooney Rule is, teams pretty much have to at least interview an African-American quarterback. I mean, African-American coach. That's in college football. I'm not, I think it's in the NFL too, but it's not in the NBA. And I think that... There should be no there's no reason why Luke Walton loses a loses the Lakers job and the next day gets the Kings job. Ain't, I'm not bag, bashing Luke Walton, but Luke Walton except for coaching the loaded Golden State Warriors when when Steve Kerr was out, there should be no reason while he was a top candidate for the Kings. So I do like I do like what Stephen A. Smith said as there should be I think there should be a Rooney rule for the NBA. Cause there's too many African American coaches. It's not even getting shots. When's the last time that you heard Mark Jackson is in has an interview with somebody? When's the last time you heard, except for this Lakers job, Monty Williams has an interview with somebody? It's not right. And I think one of the only black front offices is the Knicks. One of the only black. And the 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 Pelicans. Of course there could be more, but that's the only ones I can think of right now. And that's not that's 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 terrible. We we have to do the NBA has to do better in giving african-american people shots and not just on the basketball court 
because we, we physically dominate everybody. There's a lot of quality African-American coaches out there. Like, we shouldn't have to settle with Luke Walton all the, all the time. We shouldn't have to settle with... Ter- terrible coaches when there's a lot of quality coaches out there. And I'm not saying Luke Walton's a terrible coach, but what I'm saying is his record doesn't really reflect... That he's the greatest coach of all time. That's all I'm saying. That is all I'm saying. Um. Uh, oh, I guess we can talk about. So Terrence Crawford and Khan. Uh, I forgot his. How do you say his name? Uh. I'm looking up how to say his name, people. And Amir Khan, yes, and Amir Khan had a fight this weekend. Had a fight Saturday, and Crawford was beating the dog shit. Was beating the holy hell out of this man. And Crawford accidentally, because I, I watched it, it wasn't intentional. He accidentally had a low blow. It was, it was, it was an accidental low blow, incidental low blow. I say incidental. He hit Khan in the in the in the thigh, but Khan made it like played it like pretty much played it off like he hit him in the balls or something. That's not what happened. He hit him in the thigh. So then both team or both fighters go to their corners. Mind you, like I said, Crawford's beating the holy moly out of this man. Crawford's ready to go. Let's go. Khan's trainer asked, hey, are you are you ready to go back in? Khan didn't respond. Khan's trainer, Khan, are are you up to, to continue the fight? Khan didn't respond. Khan's trainer says, Amir Khan's trainer says, can you finish the fight? Do you want to finish the fight? Khan doesn't respond. Amir Khan's trainer says one more time, do you want to finish the fight? And he says no. Or can you finish the fight? He says no. Now he blames it on there's a <laughs> there's a couple stories that came out. He blamed it on the low blow hurt so much that he couldn't continue which looking at it didn't really even look like it was that much contact one incident one said his elbow he he was dealing with an elbow injury that he couldn't handle I'm gonna just keep it a stack with you he it looked like he quit he he was getting the dog shit out of me. He man, Crawford was was handling handling this man like it was nobody's business, and it looks like he just quit. He quit, and that's that's wild that you you cheat people out of seventy dollars of pay per view to quit. Look, I'm not I'm not a fighter. 
I wouldn't last in no ring. And I, and I don't I don't go around saying that I would. But I do know this. If you paid me, if I know people came to see me do anything, I'm going to give them my all. I ain't about to quit. And then, and then blame it on, oh, short, an elbow injury. Fuck out of here. Amir Khan was about to lose that fight badly. And he was losing that fight badly. And he quit. He quit on live pay-per-view. Like the... (sighs) He quit. I've never seen someone quit like that. Ever. Ever. And lastly, before I go to the unpopular topic of the week... For my hockey fans, uh, TJ OC of the Capitals will more than likely be out for the rest of the playoffs because he broke his collarbone. This is a huge blow for the Capitals. Of course, the Capitals are the number one seed in the metropolitan region. And they're looking to, to repeat as champions. And last year, if you remember, TJ Ozzy was, Oshi, I'm sorry, was a key contributor contributor on the team. And the fact that now he's out, that's huge. I think this cripples the Capitals' chances of three of two Pete. Can they make it to the championship? Yes. Well, can they make it out the first round? Of course. And then make it out of the second round. It's a lot tougher without him. But do I think that they can win it all without him? That's tough. He is that important to the championship. He was a key contributor last year. And without him, you're missing a whole lot. I don't know how they'll be able to overcome. They're going to have to find out a way. Of course, next man up mentality. But again, TJ TJ Oshie is highly important, critically important for the Capitals. And I think their chances of winning back-to-back took a major hit with this injury. But I guess we'll just have to see to find out. But without further ado, let's get to the unpopular topic of the week. Welcome to the unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Have unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Okay, so what's an unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinions. To utter such blasphemy. He's got the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated goal to echo such blasphemous nonsense. Just blasphemy. So one storyline that we've heard this entire year, or at least until, or at least since LeBron James got was who will come to the Lakers next year to help LeBron. We saw that this rhetoric 
pretty much destroyed the Lakers this year because all the young pieces were in trade talks or you know, were in trade discussions with bringing Anthony Davis on. And, and it, it killed the chemistry. And like a like like a couple teams like the Clippers, like the Brooklyn Nets, like the Knicks, the Lakers will have room for another another max spot. Bron James took one of them. They have room for another max spot. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you my top five players that I think realistically the Lakers can get. Because I'm going to just keep it real with you. I don't think the Lakers are getting KD. I don't think the Lakers are getting Clay. I don't think the Lakers are getting Kimball Walker. I mean Kyrie. <laughs> I don't think the Lakers are getting any of the Kawhi Leonard. I don't think the Lakers are getting any of the top players. A lot of them have already expressed that they don't really want to play with LeBron. Not saying that LeBron James is trash, but LeBron James comes with a comes with a certain mentality that you have to have. It comes with okay, I, I realize that everything that goes wrong with the team is going to be my fault, not LeBron's. Even if it is LeBron's fault, it's not going to be his. And everything that goes right with the team is because of LeBron. Hell, people can remember what happened this year, and people can look at what happened this year and just say, you know what? It's not LeBron's fault, it's cause Magic Johnson is cause all the young youth all all the all the youth. It could be because of Luke Walton. People won't give not saying that this year was all on LeBron, but LeBron James definitely had a point in this. And Superstar players don't want to play with that. Not to mention, if you look at some of the teams that the players are on, what if Boston gets AD? Why would Kyrie want to leave? What if Golden State re-signs Clay and throws the max at KD? Why would he want to leave? What if Toronto goes to the championship and loses? While I don't know if Kawhi would stay, but Kawhi Leonard has pretty much booked that he wants to go to the Clippers. And if KD and Kyrie leaves, it's pretty much known that they want to go to the New York. Either Brooklyn or the Nets. Brooklyn or the Knicks, I'm sorry. I don't see KD leaving. I mean, I don't see Clay leaving. You're not going to you don't want to break up the Splash Brothers for nothing. So what I'm going to do I'm going to give you the five realistic players that I think the Lakers should go after and could get. Number one is Kimball Walker. We remember when LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers came back from 3-1 against Golden State. When LeBron James has succeeded the most, what has he had? Somebody that can score the ball at a high level. And somebody that can also play off the ball well. 
like I said, we saw with Cleveland, that was Kyrie Irving. While Kyrie Irving isn't the greatest player to play off the ball, he can score at will. He learned how to play off the ball playing with LeBron. Same thing in Miami with D-Wade. D-Wade was a superstar then. LeBron James comes. While he's not the greatest shooter, he's still one of the best shooting guards of all time. They win championships. So who in this draft, I mean, who in this class outside of Kyrie can be that for LeBron James? And that, to me, is Kimber Walker. While Kimber Walker really hasn't been playing off the ball, he's never played with a player as great as LeBron James. And as we've seen, he, he had a 60-point game this year. Kimber Walker, along with next to LeBron James, well, I don't know if that will be enough. That, to me, is one of the only targets that you can get. Another one is Jimmy Butler. That's number two, Jimmy Butler. When we look at the Philadelphia 76ers, it doesn't look like all these pieces fit. It doesn't look like, while, yes, they, they, they could go to the finals. They could go to the Eastern Conference Finals. They could, they could lose in the second round. They have the talent to go to the finals. But it doesn't it, it doesn't look like they they're gelling. You got to realize you acquired two big names in the like at two different points of the season. So they're still trying to figure out how to play with each other. Not to mention outside of JJ Reddick, you don't really have any shoot. J- Jimmy Butler isn't the best shooter. Tobias Harris is probably the best out of the starting five outside of J.J. Redick. Joel Embiid is not a shooter, and Ben Simmons is arguably the worst shooter in the league. So you couple that with Jimmy Butler is going to ask for a max pretty much next year. And while Philly has said they're going to give it to him, it's easier said than done. But how does he fit alongside LeBron James? Let's keep it a stack with you. LeBron James isn't the defender that he's been. Right? He's getting older, dealing with injuries now. LeBron James is not the defender that he used to be. And on the contrary, JJ, I mean, Jimmy Butler is one of the best defenders in the league. And he can also score. He's not the best scorer, but he can score. So now LeBron James doesn't really have to worry about defending the best player unless it's like a Kawhi Leonard or KD. That can be Jimmy Butler's job. And while I don't think Jimmy Butler can be or I don't think Jimmy Butler can be the number one player on a championship team. But if he was a number two or three player alongside a player like LeBron James, we would have to see. And that also goes for the next player, number three, Tobias Harris. And I only put those two because I think that the Sixers will have to make a decision between who they're keeping. If it was me and I and I was the Sixers, 
I would keep Tobias Harris because he can score a lot, a lot better to me than Jimmy Butler. And you put him alongside Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, you need someone that can give you a bucket outside of J.J. Redick just shooting threes because J.J. Redick really can't put the ball on the ground unless it's uh, put the dribble the ball maybe once or twice or a pull-up. He's not creating any shots. Tobias Harris can create a shot for you. But Philly will have to make a decision. Do you keep Tobias Harris or do you keep Jimmy Butler? Do you keep both and just destroy the your your cap space and start swimming well in the luxury tax? I don't know. But one of the you're going to have to make a decision and and whoever one you pick, if it's not both, should go or the Lakers should think considerably about picking them up to play next to LeBron. Tobias Harris is a long player that can score. Who doesn't need the ball. Like, he he doesn't demand the ball. Which is perfect because LeBron James demands the ball. The next player I want to talk about is Nikola Nikola Miritich. Like I said... One thing that LeBron James has been good when, when when he was winning championships, he had Kawhi. I mean, he had Kyrie, a scoring first point guard, and a stretch big, in Kevin Love or Chris Bosh. To be honest with you, I think that the Lakers can get both Nikola Miritich and Kimball Walker. He put that together. That's a that's a great that's a good <laughs> trio. It's not D Wade and Chris Boss, and it's not Kyrie and Kevin Love, but it's something to start with. Mir- Miritich is a great shooter. He's very important piece to the Bucks right now. He is a great shooter. No, he's not a great defender, but he is a great shooter. And you want that, uh, and, and he's tall enough to at least try to defend a, 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 an opposing four. <laughs> but he, to me, he would be great, especially on the catch and shoots with uh, next to LeBron. And lastly, number five, Demarcus Cousins. And I'll say this. This will have to work if LeBron James changes his play style. LeBron James can't pound the paint, which he hasn't really been doing the last few years because, of course, he's getting older in age. Because DeMarcus Cousins hogs, he's, he, he hogs the paint. And while DeMarcus Cousins can shoot, his, his bread and butter is low post work. And the thing is, DeMarcus Cousins is coming off another injury, which means you don't you might not have to throw the max at him. Because you still might be able to get him under the max. And you need you need at least another anchor. 
And he could be an anchor. No, not an anchor offensively. But he could be another anchor. And, again, coming off the injury, you, you'll be able to get him for the cheap. Maybe. Now, if I was him and you're willing to go to the Lakers for the cheap, why would you just not stay with Golden State? But that's 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 not for me to decide. So so to recap, the five player, the five realistic players I think the Lakers could get and should target is Kimball Walker, Jimmy Butler, DeMarcus Cousins, Tobias Harris, and Nikola Miritich. The Lakers the Lakers need somebody. Because even if they run it back with the same squad, yeah, they can make the three seed, they can make the four seed, but they're not winning any championship with this current iteration of the team. And if they trade for Anthony Davis, they're going to have to pretty much give up all the youth. So, I think if you do give up all the youth and have Anthony Davis, that's another reason why you should go for one of the five players. That would be a crazy, a, a great big three. LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Akimba. Or LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Jimmy Butler. LeBron, Anthony Davis, and DeMarcus Cousins. That's pretty much the, the, the pillars. LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Tobias Harris. I don't know about LeBron, Anthony Davis, and uh, Nikola Meritage, but, you know. <laughs> That's just something to think about. That's something to think about. Yeah. Before we go, let's get to the game of the week. Game blouses. I call game. Expect the game. It's game time. It's the game of the week. You know, one thing that a lot of people stress is that. Russell Westbrook, you have to, you have to have a certain level of, you have to have a certain understanding with playing with Russell Westbrook. You have to understand that he could either, he could win you a lot of games, but he could definitely lose you some games. You have to understand the high energy, like the energy that you're getting when you play with Russell Westbrook. You also have to understand Russell Westbrook can't shoot, or he's not the greatest shooter of all time. Yet he will hoist him up. Russell Westbrook is great when it comes to finding people and creating assists. But he doesn't really make the greatest decisions late in games. Last year, or let's let's just chronicle since Kevin Durant left. Since Kevin Durant left, the year after the next year, Russell Westbrook didn't really have anybody on his team honestly except for Steven Adams and Victor Oladipo but you average your first triple double no one thought we've ever, we would ever see it after uh, Oscar Robinson and what happens you average a triple double you get bounced out the first round to James Harden and the Rockets. 
the next year you retool you get Carmelo Anthony and you get Paul George in a trade while the Carmelo Anthony piece didn't work too well you still made it to the playoffs with a Paul George and Anthony Carmelo Anthony and Steven Adams and what happens you get bounced out the first round again by a rookie led Utah Jazz team oh and Russell Westbrook averages his second straight triple double of the regular season so here we are fast forward to this year you lose you you, you get rid of Carmelo Anthony because apparently that's just not working Paul George is having an MVP like season he does get hurt yes but he still before his injury was top three in MVP voting oh Russell Westbrook is for the third straight year averaging a triple double in the re- or averages a triple double in the regular season and where do we sit today The Oklahoma City Thunder with Paul George, with Steven Adams, are trailing three games to one against the Portland Trailblazers. The same Portland Trailblazers who lost their third best player in 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 Nurkic. Lost him for the season. He was such an important part of that team, but they lost him. And you trail them three games to one. So my game of the week will be the OKC Thunder against the Portland Trail Blazers on Tuesday, April 23rd at 10.30 p.m. If I'm Russell Westbrook, and I'm golden and I'm OKC I'm looking really hard at who we paid our money to if we lose to Portland to Portland 4-1 yes I understand that Portland is a three seed but you were favored in this going into the series in fact many people like myself had you going all the way to the conference finals. Especially after seeing Houston drop to the four seed. I I, I thought I thought it was I thought it was gonna be the Thunder to go to the conference finals. But here we sit today. Third year without KD. And the Russell Westbrook led Oklahoma City Thunder are in danger, are on the cusp of getting bounced out in the first round again. This this paints a bigger picture, actually. OKC had James Harden. I didn't want to pay him a total of $3 million more. 
James Harden's the MVP of the league and on the Rockets and has an has a great shot of beating Golden State. You had Kevin Durant. But you didn't want to like Colin Cowherd says, wrap your arms around him. You wanted to champion Russell Westbrook. Kevin Durant leaves, goes to Golden State. Two-time MVP, finals MVP, two-time finals champion. Probably would be a third time this year. You had Serge Ibaka. You didn't want to pay him. He's on Toronto. He's a very important piece for Toronto. A Toronto team that I actually have going to the NBA Finals. You trade Victor Oladipo and Sabonis for Paul George. Victor Oladipo was an all-star. Sabonis is in the running for most improved player of the year. Now, yes, you still get Paul George, which is a great pickup, but what I'm saying is, who is the common denominator in all this? Russell Westbrook. I'm not saying Russell Westbrook's not great, because he is. And I'm also saying Russell Westbrook doesn't deserve the credit that he's that he gets. Because he does. Shit. I, I don't think we'll ever see a player ever average a triple-double in three straight years again. And he might even do it a fourth year. But Russell Westbrook is in danger of losing in the first round of the playoffs for the third straight year. To outside of Houston, to teams he they really have no business losing to. You're telling me on paper. OKC is not better than last year's Utah Jazz, who only had one one shooter and Joe Ingles and another and one score and a rookie Donovan Mitchell. You're telling me on paper that this year's OKC isn't better than Portland without Jokic and Russell Westbrook been thoroughly outplayed by Damian Lillard this whole series, except for one game. Russell Westbrook and the, o- and the Oklahoma City Thunder will have some huge ans- huge questions to answer this year or this, this offseason. And the offseason could start on Tuesday, April 23rd when the Oklahoma City Thunder play Portland Trailblazers in Portland by the way as the Portland Trailblazers lead the series right now three games to one and that is why that is my game of the week man I want to well I want to thank you guys for listening I really want I really do I appreciate you guys for rocking with me again this is episode like 43 or 44 one of them two but it's been a journey and it's been a ride. And I, I thank you. I thank you guys. I'm continuing to go. I, I feel I'm getting better and better as the episodes go along. 
I want to thank you guys for listening. This is the Unpopular Podcast. And until next Monday, much love. I like that. I like that. Datpiff.com, the mixtape authority. We gone. We gone. Relate to you, I can't if you's a fake nigga. We're level four in the state, what your mistakes get you. Rap niggas, they just want a double date with you. Twit pick and show these hoes that they affiliate with you. Labels used to treating rappers like a slave, nigga. Starving artists, just be happy with your fame, nigga. Shit changed, now it's such a different game. All the niggas like myself is controlling everything. If you pay attention, see exactly what I mean. Fuck the middleman. I said that in 2003. Was 18, white Lincoln, chrome feet. Black 40 was my pillow, every night I go to sleep Grown niggas treat me like they OG Holding on to every word that the tiny lope speaks I had a vision that nobody else could see Sold my shit to D-Mac, a little less than 10 G's Brought my grocery bag of cash straight to Black Sam He matched the nigga, next day we went to Sam Ash He bought a Pro Tools and a microphone Studio was far from plush but them lights was on Couple hundred thousand stashed at my mama's home Real estate in Atlanta, but ain't nobody know Mac 11's in the safe, hidden in the flow My bro did it like nobody that I've ever known Screens on every wall with 16 camera angles Double pane, bulletproof glass, pushing past the haters Cuban links and Rolexes, photo check from Epic This industry ain't gotta like us, but they gon' respect it Built the label up, from money we were saving up no details to the statue of limitations up. Couple niggas got flipped trying to play with us. The demonstrations speak loud, so I ain't saying much. Was a charismatic nigga, I don't play as much. Cause life is real when you live it in a place like us. School pictures cracking smiles, now my face is stuck. Shell shocked to see how much they really hated us. Couldn't keep a kind heart, get your hatred up. Street smarts, nigga, get your information up. Watching belly smoking blunts take Jamaican puffs. One day I'ma have a house and car like Jamaican cuz. Credits rolled back to stress pound breaking up. Had to fight before we hustled and it made us tough. Early 90s neighbors rooster used to wake us up. Mama had a bucket and a shack but we ain't make a fuss. Blue cutlass, no license, 380 tucks. 96 Caprice, both the fast was saving up. They getting packed out if niggas try fade with us. Crenshaw, Sloss, and True Stories, oh, play the drums.
No industry fakes. Speaking to they soul, so they tell me I'm they fake. Been through it myself, yeah. I know how I make you. But never let them judge you, cause they ain't you. I can tell a long story or just say I'm grateful. I can tell a gang of reasons or just say I'm faithful. I can sell a million records or just mixtape it. They don't really give a fuck, long cause I just keep pacing. Quiet for a year, gave no explanation. Can't never hang me on the wall, though. We presidents, nigga, we push buttons. Rest of y'all just react. Victory lap, nigga, this marathon. Still don't stop, though. Ah, uh, count me up. Count me up. I'm in this shit. You niggas is out as fuck. I'm used to people doubting all the amount too much. I thrive off the challenge. I'm a challenge. Yeah. yeah, I never plan to make it to a old nigga. Plant the bag, 560 off a zone, nigga. Did my Giovanni fiend chrome, nigga. Drop the mixes on Pirelli's, hit the road with him. I should get the cover of the Rolling Stone, nigga. I should perform at the Old Republic of Rome, nigga. I'm not a rapper or a poet, I'm a poem, nigga. Ain't it amazing how I'm standing on my own, nigga? I was pull up and foreign, that's never long, nigga. I was speaking my music straight from the soul, nigga. Jewish, but I'm all nigga. Still ghetto, that ain't wrong, is it? Way I see it, long as I'm born, nigga. I'm a California Don, nigga. Hundred thousand on my car, nigga. You know very well who you are, nigga. Strange passion. I made examples at y'all lame masses. I love my life. 
push the best for me All these bad bitches got some sex for me Shout out them bad bitches getting dressed for me They down the standing line cause it's well worth it They pull up to my shows in Chanel purses They jeans fit the worst but they smell perfect Never argue with they niggas but they yell verses